Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, recording in Brooklyn, New York, specifically in Carroll Gardens, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate interactions in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere. And my guest today, I am so excited to introduce to you, is Steve. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. Can you tell us how you identify gender and orientation-wise, please? Uh, male and bisexual. And what? Age range are you? Sixty-seven years. What profession or professions do you practice? My longest-running gig was as a uh, marijuana dealer. Oh. Yeah. And I've also been in the arts, mm -hmm. and now I'm still in the arts. I'm mm -hmm. no longer a dealer. Okay. And I'm in the arts, and um, on the periphery of one of the arts, I assist in an art program. Great. Where did you grow up? What part of the country? I grew up in Ohio. Was your family religious at all? Uh, partly, it turns out, my mother took us to a uh, Christian, non-denominational Christian church where okay. I was baptized at age 10. Turns out, years later, my dad said, well, I never believed any of it. Oh, really? I said, well, thanks, Dad. <laughs> what was it like growing up being baptized? Was there religious repression at all when it came to sex or anything like that? It was kind of a middle-class feeling around the religion. It was more like sex didn't happen. Right. the church Just people. Like... It, yeah, it was not, you know, it's, I've been thinking about that because I've been thinking about comparing uh, Catholics, mm -hmm. say, to uh, this kind of born-again people who, right. who are kind of sexless compared to, you know, at least the Catholic religion had these, these <laughs> earthly uh, bleeding uh, gods and so forth. Yeah, where, good uh, point. You know, in Ohio we had none of that, so no. So what was your <clears throat> earliest memory of sex? Well, my earliest memories of sex are actually a little bit troubling. This was in boyhood in Ohio, union sort of working class mm -hmm. neighborhood. So, you know, my young parents uh, say, uh, 
around 30 years old when the events that went on that I'm going to tell you about. We had a, a little house, and uh, I had a younger brother, and there were older boys who lived up on the hill. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be friends with the older boys, and I remember the pride of that I felt with hanging out with these older boys who, how much older they were, I, 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 I couldn't tell. I kind of looked it up a little bit later mm -hmm. and uh, <clears throat> like, you know, seven-ish, maybe years older. Oh, wow, yeah. Or a li little less than that, maybe. And, you know, it turns out that early sexual experience involved being caught uh, with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it involved being in an apple orchard at the end of, of this apple orchard where it turns into this wooded neighborhood, a wooded area. And the memory is I'm down in, on my knees in front of these boys mm -hmm. and I'm being requested to suck somebody. Oh, and like in a, in a kind of a more than one, I don't, you know, how many more. I'm, I'm you know, I'm sketchy about when this was too, mm -hmm. like eight, nine years old. That's super young. I don't know. What was the feeling around it, if you remember? Well, the, the feeling around it is something that I can't get because of what happened after that. Okay. Because we, the, it froze at this moment mm -hmm. when little girls appear. Oh. <laughs> Who, I don't know, out of sort of nowhere and find us and tell. Then we shift the scene to uh, the kitchen in the little ranch house, starter home my parents had, who uh -huh. were, what, less than 30 years yeah. old. They are, they are 19 and 20 when I was born. Oh, so, wow. So uh, they're sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm being asked if I put so-and-so's uh, pee-pee in my mouth. And I'm uh, here to, to deny it to them. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Now from this perspective sitting here all these years later like almost 60 years later yeah. and thinking about this more and more recently and going gee uh did i want it was i into it right uh was i being coerced by the big boys being taken advantage of essentially kind of raped yeah you know now i have a fascination with these types of scenes mm. in public places mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not like I really do, you know, that particular scene with, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the circle, uh, uh, you know, all of them around me. But, you know, it's kind of the fantasy place. It's kind of something that I don't have a real grasp of. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel as though it's really made a problem for me all through my life. Do you feel like sharing about that? Yes, because, uh, no, I've been thinking about it. And, yeah, I think it's important to, you know, either the event itself, there was coercion involved. Or the aftermath with the, you know, not really being punished, but being interrogated and mm -hmm. put on the spot and not knowing what would go down. Yeah. You know, it's created a real uh, hot spot of emotion there for me. That has a, an erotic connection and a scary one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't really have lots of men friends. I'm pretty kind of homophobic when it comes mm -hmm. to other men, mm -hmm. which means I'm not afraid of their homosexuality or necessarily I'm afraid of mine or right. whatever else can go on between it. I don't, I'm kind of bonobo-ish to begin mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, women, I'm cool with, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like we either uh, click and we don't or yeah, and I do connect a lot with women yeah. sexually as far as how I end up connecting with them emotionally and fully. Uh, 
Uh-huh. Has it always been that way for you? Yeah. Okay. But uh, you know that yeah that's the portal of connection really mm-hmm. for me as far if it's really going to happen. But you know I have women friends who I who I haven't fucked. <laughs> right. Right. Totally. Yeah. Do you want to talk about any of the early connections you had with women or the first kind of formative, you know, after that? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Did that feel like a traumatic event or after that significant event? After it kind of, you know, wasn't an issue. In high school, I was involved in theater, community theater. I was Mm -hmm. kind of a star of community theater, not really in high school theater, but with grownups. Same. Yeah, which is really cool. You know, a thing at my high school. Right. No, no, they didn't know me at high school, but, you know. I was in four plays, you know, I was uh, in Oliver and things like this, and nice. really fun plays for the long runs, too, yeah, you know, yeah. six weeks. That's amazing. Yeah, I got to be the Snow Queen mm-hmm. in the Snow Queen, and I felt so special. Excellent. <laughs> so you were in theater, is that, did you meet people that way? Because I know also, like, community theater, I remember talking to older <clears throat> people, that was where I met my first bisexual, I think mm-hmm. it was the first woman who hit on me, and she oh. was, I was 14, and she was, I think, a year or two older than I was. And she was into butt stuff. And I was just like, huh. It's funny because I have not thought of her in years. But I I remembered being 14 and hanging out with 16, 17, 18-year-olds and and just sort of like having these exciting feelings. But I never formed relationships out of them. I had a backstage uh, romance. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, the girl I was in the the scene with. Well, I played Noah Claypool. And there was a scene where he works with this uh, young woman who's an undertaker's apprentice Mm -hmm. and wives guy that beats up on Oliver. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, I, I got, I had a little affair with this, this girl, no sex, uh-huh. you know, kissing, yeah. love, and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then then uh, someone else in high school, also an actor, was my first, uh, I was over 16, because I was driving, and we were in a summer barn theater together, and I would drive her home. And her mother worked, and her father had passed away, and that's where it happened. And so she was your first partner in sex? Yeah. And how did you know what to do with her? Uh, In hindsight, it it was pretty clear that I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, but how would you also, like, you did not have the internet. You didn't have, you know, unless you had savvy friends. No, no, there was, uh, I I had seen one, yeah, that was a whole different environment as far as uh, visual material. Yeah. Regarding uh, sex. Did you um, ever have any visual material? I, ha- I, I, I did see a card once in uh, in the back, like a French, you know, yes, playing yes, card yes. thing, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. some uh, dick sucking, you know, fucking something, or I don't know yeah. what it was, but yeah. it was, oh, you know. No, the first pornography I, I ever really saw, a theatrical showing in Burlington, Vermont, in the town theater of, really? of Deep Throat. When it was the big thing and came out, and I was like, "Whoa, they can do this now!" Wow. The first shot in Deep Throat, I remember, it was the first thing. You know it, what it is is Harry Reams uh, going down on a woman who's uh-huh. up on a kitchen counter. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's when I was like twenty years old by then. Mm-hmm. So how did you learn? Did you? Oh, what? Did, how did I know how to do it? I don't know. <laughs> I think it comes kind of naturally. Well, know? yeah. There's some parts that are like, you like figure out what fits together and stuff, but. Do you remember what your early sex was like? Like, do, did you get blowjobs? Did you go down on women? Did you, you know? I, I don't remember any of that okay. stuff. All I remember is, you know, like quick fucking mm-hmm. and probably and without condoms. Oh, okay. And, and going, uh. Cool. And there was this other thing about this that actually she doesn't remember. So I might, I guess I can talk about it in a way because her father had been killed in the war. So we would have sex and she would sit on the edge of the bed 
and kind of like space out. And mm. what, it, what it was, what it, ultimately what the story I got was she went to her preacher who hooked her up with a psychologist who hypnotized her and told her she's having this uh, recurring sort of thing going on in her mind. And the next time it happens, she'll go through it all and remember it and it'll be done. Oh. Give her this kind of suggestion. Uh-huh. This is the story. Yeah. I, yeah, this yeah. is honest to God. This yeah. is what I believe. Anyway, uh-huh. so I remember we had sex upstairs one day and went downstairs. And she goes through this whole dream about her dad coming up over a hill in uh, where she, her father died in the war in the 50s. Yeah. And uh, stepping on a landmine and blowing up. And she's saying, don't step on it. Don't step on it. You know, it was like kind of hysterical. And I think I was told that something was going to happen like that or something. Mm-hmm. That you know, So somehow it, I wasn't like totally panicky about it. Yeah. But, but anyway, you know, she told me then what the context of this was when it was over. And then it never happened again. But anyway, I don't even know how much sex we had after that. Right, it wasn't right. Like it was a whole lot of sex. Totally, you know? totally. Uh, That's so, wild. Uh, yeah. I get kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> this weird, you know, so thing going on with these boys. And there was other little things with boys as well later. And then this first thing with a woman is this, you know, emotional weirdness attached to it. Yeah. You know? Do you want to talk about any of those things with boys later? Or do you want to talk about kind of your current relationship with sex and, well, or fill in the gaps? Like give us the overview? and with the, Well, there's nothing really other than, you know, their boys do uh, play with each other's dicks a little bit. You did know, they? well, I yeah, same boy. same age boys. I mean, I did this with a, with a cousin of mine, okay, who was like I don't know, uh, I think he's a year or two younger than me. Mm-hmm. But you know, he was not. It wasn't as though I was initiating it. I mean, I remember him t- telling me a joke that kind of shocked me, and he said, "Would you, uh, you know, suck me or whatever in your mouth or whatever mm-hmm. if I washed it?" And I said, "Well, no," or something. And then the punchline is. Well, you dirty cocksucker. <laughs> so, you know, years later, oh, wow. I'm thinking, like, well, how did this kid know this joke? Yeah, where did later, he Later, he, he goes and becomes an you know, industrial worker. You know, uh-huh, this is working uh-huh. class people. Yeah. And uh, then becomes a born-again <gasps> sort of storefront of preacher. Of course. Out there still. Oh, wow. So one day, uh, all, already years ago, 20 I'm out there for a family reunion, and I run into him, and, and he kind of cycles up to me, and he's already a preacher, but he's still working at the you know, mill, whatever yeah. he worked at. And uh, he said, you know, I, I'd like to talk to you about uh, sometime about uh, incest in the family. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> yeah. what this is about, and, you know, ultimately I never pursued it, so okay. that story yeah. drops. Wow. Like, you know, it's like, I have all these kind of mystery, mysterious story. you know, I, I don't, you know, I imagine other people's sex lives go into these mysterious alleys where, you know, it turns into, like, who knows, you know? Yeah, I mean, you have, you have a, that's an, a really kind of just, like, interesting cluster of experiences yeah meanwhile so by high school you know i I have a sort of notion of bisexuality okay i think somehow i hear about this okay bisexual yeah yeah i think that's where i'm at and this is like right you know i graduated in 69 Mm -hmm. so what a good year to graduate it's a good year to graduate but but in as well as this environment for bisexuals oh yeah we're about to go into teams right here yeah you know 
And, uh, you know, this is altered uh, in the 21st century. But back then, and this causes a closeting of a type. Totally. Because when when it comes down to teams, it's like, well, we have gay liberation. Mm -hmm. And so what are you, straight or gay? Mm. I don't know. I hear a lot of bisexuality. And on the apps that I'm on, I'm seeing more and more bi dudes. Yeah, exactly. But I'm talking about like 1969, 70. You're right, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm straight because uh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, my, my, my partner, uh, my nesting partner yeah. uh, suggested, you know, I was talking about something and not being into some guy or something. And she said, well, you're hetero uh, romantic, you know, mm-hmm. or hetero emotional. Yeah. And then, you know, I said, exactly. Does that feel true? Uh, exactly. Yeah. I'm not attracted to men except the one guy where I work. Uh-huh. Who's not an American? He's a he's a North American, mm. but uh, he's you know Canadian, mm-hmm. and has a, a lot of uh, other aspects to him. So you know, I love women. Yeah, and well, I'm attracted to women. And, you know, yeah, basically. I as mean, far they're as very partners. beautiful. Indeed. Can you tell us a little bit about your nesting partner, like yes. relationship in the context of sex? Yes, yes, yes. Well, she's a lot younger than me, mm-hmm. thirty-one years to be exact. Okay. <clears throat> and on uh, Facebook. Uh, about six years ago. Okay. Got together sexually about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, I, I saw her on Facebook because she had run into somebody who knew about a music scene that I was involved with uh-huh. in the East Village in New York yeah. in the late 80s and early 90s. Oh. So, you know, had an album that uh, I was on. Cool. So uh, it's like, you know, my only fan, you know, <laughs> from the future. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So, uh, you know, she, somehow we get together and she comes and visits me. And the first time we met is when she came to see me in a play I was in. Mm. And we met up, I met up with her and then went to the play. And, uh, and then we got together a few more times. And ultimately, um, certain things in the conversation uh, made it clear that, you know, it was kind of possible in a way. And then... Can you share what some of those were? You mean possible relationship-wise? Yeah, mm-hmm. or possible as far as sexually. Yeah, yeah. Will you please talk exactly. about that? Well, she was open that she was, you know, into open relationships. I mean, uh-huh. she had a boyfriend okay. who was bisexual. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Somehow it was uh, it was clear enough that when I when I asked her if I could touch her, she's consented Mm -hmm. and then it kind of went into that you know then it was kind of there was some hesitation on her side and uh and i was in another relationship okay with another woman who was 17 years younger than me okay was that Uh, also an open relationship that was not an open relationship and this was going to be you know an issue uh you know and i asked to have it be a part of the relationship and it was not going to be and so you know i ultimately made a choice Mm -hmm. and had you had experience with open relationships previously yes i was uh, married actually Mm. uh, when i was uh, 21 basically the idea to me was she said Mm -hmm. i'm not going to come away and live with you unless we get married this time she didn't want to leave her parents another time she came out on the road with me one time okay wasn't you know it's kind of hippie lifestyle yeah hitchhiking around stuff like that i i hitchhiked with her all across the country. Was that that would have been in the seventies? Uh, this would have been like nineteen seventy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you have a road trip sex? Like, were there any cool stories from that time? Period? I don't did have. I, I no. I just have to ask. Nothing. No. Okay. No. 
no, no. One time there was a trucker that picked us up and, and wanted to get in, get her to get back up and back with him. And, and I said, I said, no, you know, and, and uh, he didn't press it. Thank you know, we were okay. lucky. You know, yeah. we, but, you know, it wasn't, uh, I think when these things are not so focused on as a fear, fear, danger, danger thing, yeah. I think it also affects the other side. It, it goes, oh, okay, then there's not a bad guy role there for me to play for people who need to be bad and mm. want to misbehave. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like we all act out the rules that uh, are available. It's like, okay, am I a perp or am I a victim? You know, mm. uh, am I, you know, especially, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it kinda, I have these uh, weird notions about, well, male uh, aggressiveness and so forth, of course. But what are some of the notions, if you care to share? Well, I'm, I'm afraid of men. Mm-hmm. That's why my current sexuality with men involves oral sex mm-hmm. in public places, mm-hmm. not in the private booth in the public place, mm-hmm. but in the open where others can see. Yeah. And uh, because that's safe. Yeah. Are those public places bathhouses or sex parties or where are you finding those? <clears throat> well, over the years, there's been some variations. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'd been to, a, I guess it was called the Hellhole. It was a, a notorious place in um, the far, far west village mm-hmm. back in the day. It was down in the basement. It was basically a dungeon. Uh, uh, and actually, I got whipped and beat, beat with a paddle. There you did? One time, yeah. Oh, uh, wait. Do you identify as kinky? I forgot to ask that. At the uh, no. Okay. Okay. That's what I <clears> thought. Not, not necessarily, although I have a story with that as well. Okay. Would love but, to hear uh, both whipping story and yeah, that yeah. story. Well, that, that the kink thing, I, I was topped by a, a woman bottom and brought into something that I wasn't really prepared for mm. and wasn't really my thrust, but Good. was interesting enough and fun enough okay. that I could go for it. And I am an actor and so forth. And, you know, it was kind of weird enough in sort of things that you could do with uh, somebody who wants to be the, the slave. You know, I like, I like photography, video, stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. and other people. And so there was stuff like that that went on that, that ultimately I got a kind of blowback for mm. from her. From her. And, yeah, as oh. if, uh, you know, you, you did this and this. You led me into where it ultimately went with her. And even though I wasn't there with her, where she went with it, which was into more of a commercial thing for okay. a short time. So it sounds like a bit of blame happening there. <clears throat> a bit of blame. Okay. And I'm innocent of. Right. So that was the context of the whipping? No, I was, was, a... I was doming in this situation. Oh, in that situation. Okay. Yeah, and... I, w- I was uh, top. From, from the bottom. You were top she, from the bottom. She, uh, she, she was made the, the riding crop uh, and Got gave it. it to me. Okay. She made the riding crop? Made with a, a metal rod and a leather, all covered in leather and, and leather uh, were braided. You s- Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. 
They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Were you scared to? Well, not use really. It, it was like her? a little whip. It was, yeah. A, you know. But had you ever done anything like that before? No. You were just like, I'll try it. Yeah. Okay. And then what and was And she your... likes it. <laughs> Good. Okay. And, you know, I kind of got into it as well. And it sort of pro- prolonged things in this kind of a way that it does. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, as I feel about it now, it's like, well, all right, you're putting me in this worker position. To please you in this particular way, and it's okay, whatever, you know. See, that's I don't want to do that to people. As I'm well, in this yeah. period where I'm like making new connections and thinking about new lovers, I don't, I don't want to top from the bottom. I do like a dom, but I only want to play with a dom if he is a dom, if he Good. identifies as a Good. dom. I don't want because because also like I'll because enjoy people you. will try to please, right? You know, if and they're, I don't if, they're, want that. if they want you, and for I would rather just reason. like be with what they actually yeah. are because I think that's always the better thing mm-hmm. and I was worried a couple months ago I was like oh am I ever going to want to be with a with a non you know with a vanilla <laughs> person and the answer is yes like I do because I enjoy people do you feel like telling us about you experiencing getting whipped oh this was uh at the hell hole or whatever this place was called but there was another one around there too there were two kind of clubs in the uh, way west village you know meat district really the old meat yeah bar. You know, I would go there every once in a while. You could jerk off in there, you know, that you could be nude. There was not sex, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because th- th- this open sexual environment has gone... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in New York, all over the place. That's you what know. it sounds like. It's a little op- way open kind of now, but yeah. uh, there's been a really shut down period, especially around you know, the AIDS eras. Right. So, uh, you know, I was there one time and, uh, you know, sort of watching the scene go on, you know, a group of people around was, and, uh, you know, I was kind of younger then, you know, kind of good looking, whatever, you know, 30 something, whatever. Yeah. You know, it was like invited me onto the thing, you know, against the wall, sort of, yeah. uh, I guess maybe tied a little bit or not to move or something. But, you know, if I'm going to have to choose, I would probably choose a submissive role. Yeah. Rather than I don't want to. I, you know, I don't, I feel like I was kind of in the, well, look at the apple orchard, for instance, you know, so, you know, I'm not into being what they were. Yeah. What are your feelings about the fact that that's the way that you feel, if there are any? Well, recently there's been a a situation where my partner has uh, gotten interested in this sort of thing. So uh, it feels it, it, it. Oh my! My palate is so narrow. Mm. Gee, I'm so straight. Uh, uh, gee, I'm not. I'm not thrilling. You know. Uh, whereas, and then I, you know, I keep thinking about it, and I says, well, you know, then justifying myself, and says, well, I, I'm not really out to be thrilling. That I'm not here to dazzle you uh, each time in a particular way. I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm out to uh, 
No, I'm a healing lover. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go, you know, deeper with you. Which I think and, uh, is a very important type uh-huh. of dazzle. Will you talk about what it is to be a healing lover? Because that sounds really cool. Oh, well, well, uh, you know, I, I run into women who've had some experience. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of it has been is either colder or rougher mm-hmm. than what they were looking for. And sometimes uh, not so. I mean, yeah. with the, that one person I talked about before. Yeah. I mean, when, when I tried that with her yeah. at the very beginning, she was like, ew, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like you know, it was, she was uh, kind of put off by it, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, well, all right. But, you know, other people have been hurt be- before. I'm not going to hurt them in that way. When do you feel the most connected or lit up yourself? Like, when do you feel alive during sex? Well, in, in which way, you know? Exactly. It, it's no, like, uh, yeah, run it's me through like, the okay, gamut. We, Narrate we, uh, some different... Now, uh, when I go to the, uh, the, the, the public place uh-huh. and... Uh, you know, I have uh, little stories I write about the thing. And, and you know, there's uh, forums mm-hmm. where you can review cruising spots. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you, can we say the names of the forums? Well, this, it's private? called, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a weird old old school uh, website mm-hmm. <laughs> name. It's like listings, cruising, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to this place as city by city. Okay. And then you can go through and cruise, you know, look through. All, all these kind of situations that people post as to where a uh, cruising can occur. You can, it can either be, it can, a lot of it is like uh, the bathroom at the Barnes and Noble bookstore. Of what? The, oh yeah. <laughs> and somebody will post this and then there'll be no reviews of it after that. And oh uh, my gosh. yeah, the <laughs> cruisy bathroom and the da, 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 okay. just like one person who fucked in a bathroom and labeled it. Uh, or, or they want to hang out there and see if they get lucky. I don't know if it's an average, promotion for his you know whatever oh but but you know that otherwise there are actual places yeah yeah, yeah. where yes, public yes. sex goes yeah. on the ramble in central park or uh, i don't know what that is oh well the ramble in central park is is a wooded area have you been to central park yes but i don't know about the ramble well or, or maybe uh, i don't know that it's called the ramble there's a uh, there's a castle in central park oh yes i've seen the castle well right behind the castle there's a woods oh in this woods, there's an area of the woods where people, where men cruise. There are sexy castle woods in Central Park? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. That's amazing. <laughs> and so it's men, so it's... Yeah, okay. actually, I, I, you know, I never really, I've not done this thing before, Do but go? I've seen... Would you want to go? I've seen these things before. I'm not, I know... I can't go with you. It's not, it, 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 it's huh? not, well, maybe... I don't know. I could, we could, you know, I could go and show you what's, what, where there is. I mean, I don't, last time I was there in Central Park, I, I walked through the Ramble, just, you know, kind of, yeah. I enjoy the Ramble. It's beautiful. It it's woods. It's fabulous. It's a beautiful a, part of the city. It's a sexy forest in Central it's Park. It's also sexy in this one path. Oh, and this time of year. I walked down so through this one path, which yeah. is right by the castle, actually. Oh. And, because uh, the woods is pretty big, but right by the castle, there's this one path where there were men standing. Whoa. One here, you know, 10, 20 feet further, another standing. A couple guys over by the rock standing. Just standing by themselves? Standing by themselves. Oh, Waiting uh, for uh, approaches? Uh, a guy asked me for approaches? a light. A guy asked me for a light. Okay, I wasn't smoking. I oh, I, 
I don't get signals like that oftentimes. Does, well, so that's it's a to signal. stop some. It Got stops it. Okay. someone okay. for whatever encounter in I the see. city. You, you if you're, you go, you driving people don't know this, but when you're walking in the city, yeah, you know that's the old thing about you know when you ask somebody for a light or you got a light or you know whatever you oh stop somebody, then you got an I'm encounter. So, I'm so literal that I'm like. No, I do not have a lighter. Or like, yes, here's my lighter. Goodbye. Right. Well, <laughs> I happen to have a lighter because I, I use marijuana. Uh-huh. So uh, I gave him a light and walked along. He was kind of, a, you know, it was a kind of, you know, kind of kind of cute, actually. Yeah. You know, not like somebody I wouldn't do in some sort of situation. But I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't really want to be caught in Central Park. I don't, you know, totally, I don't want to totally. be caught yeah. in a place where I mean, I'm going to get busted and shit like that, which, you know, has yeah. gone down in some of these places. But I guess this but is, not you, right? this is a you, pretty, uh, never, I've never been okay, busted. Okay. No, yeah. that would be, uh. No, I mean, I'm I'm all for being caught and discovered or somebody, you you know, like there's this basement place in the East Village that I like to go. Really? Under a bookstore. And basically it's a big basement, has has some booths, you know, whatever, with doors that are open. Uh And men hang around. You are uh, so brave. And uh, sometimes we suck each other off. That's Um, so cool. Wait, have you gotten caught? Never got caught, but but the point is, you know, anyone can walk down the I stairs know, in the back of this public place. I get so much. So anxiety. so not so much caught like in trouble, but, no, but also like, someone you know. Yeah. But they're there too, aren't they? Yeah, totally. I have run into a couple of clients at sex parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to like the one sex party I went to, I had the thought, "What if I run into a client immediately after two different ones back to back?" And I was like, "Well." What no, if? No. Now I know. Mm. Now I know what that feels like. Wow. And it was fine. It was great. We've had a great time. Like, okay. it wasn't weird. Well, they're in the same place. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very fun, too. Like, it was very... No, it's funny. You know, it's a lot of people kind of go for sex. I'm covering <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> now, they might not like your type and come down on your ass because of it, but... Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities. All thanks to Flora. As life's routine settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. What are some of your favorite <coughs> sexual moments, either like in a session with someone or anything that jumps to mind or just like 
a particular way you like to be touched? Look at me asking multiple questions just to right, spark right, right. just to spark your imagination. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I I have a really I was not close to my mother, mm-hmm. so or my father particularly, but but my mother it was kind of kind of like as if she didn't really care for me that much, mm. and I didn't bond with mommy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she died early in a plane accident when I was mm-hmm. 26. So that's out of the picture. We can't heal that yeah. thing there. Oh. You can't, I can't go, hey, what was the deal there? You didn't want a boy or you were 19 and didn't want to have a kid by this guy and went ahead and did it anyway because it was 1951 and what the hell could you do? Yep. Uh, all right, but you know. so anyway i've kind of been a little on the distant side as Mm -hmm. well as you know i kind of you know can connect and i've connected with a lot you know several women i've had a few really kind of solid relationships that lasted a few years Mm -hmm. and big areas of nothing you know as well but um you know it now we're getting down to the wire Mm -hmm. i'm getting old do you feel that yeah Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's not going to be that many relationships. Not only does this Facebook relationship happen, but it is also a really, really amazingly, you know, wonderful relationship. I know that she would say the same thing. And, you know, I, I came off, as I said, another relationship before going into this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So I was not really ready to be, you know, involved in somebody else's scene altogether in all the ways you have to do that with somebody, you know, economically kind of connected yeah. and all the stuff. And, uh, you know, it was like, you know, can't I just be kind of on my own? And, and kind of, you know, she had this other boyfriend, but, you know, the attention did come to me, mm-hmm. which is, you know, beautiful. Yeah. But, you know, I, I had a hard time being ready for that. And, and only in, in recently, you know, I've really opened myself to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... You know, I feel like I've really bonded with her as, mm-hmm. as I have with no other person. So consequently, the sex is is, is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also, she's the, you know, it is an open relationship, a, a polyamorous mm-hmm. relationship. And uh, she uh, came that way. Yeah. I didn't, you know, inform her to be that way. Yeah. And actually, she's showing me how to do things. How is that? How does that feel? It, it feels great because okay. I need her to show me, yeah. you know. She's a millennial, you know, uh, the old mm-hmm. a, old end of the millennial. Mm-hmm. So she has a more uh, open attitude about things that have been informed by, you know, kind of looking at, and she's, you know, she's literary. She reads up. Yeah, that's so, great. So, uh, you know. Have she, you done any of the reading as well? I've or done some of the reading as okay. well. I read her a book, the Robin Oaks, Bisexual mm-hmm. Men. Yeah, she's she's uh, my teacher mm-hmm. in many ways. So it sounds like you had a connection via Facebook, and then when you met, you began exploring sexually. And it sounds like that is just like another layer of your bond. Am I understanding that correctly? Or how would you describe like the relationship between your sex life together and your romantic relationship? Well, as I said, I do kind of have this bonobo thing where I kind of bond through sex mm-hmm. or except with men and, and mm-hmm. you know, but with women, I kind of bond through sex. And, and what does uh, it feel like? Or give me specific physical feelings. Too. Um, I think I should describe myself. Please do. Other than my yeah. age. I love that. Because like, what does that mean? 
So I here's your, here's a sixty seven year old guy with somebody thirty years younger. Mm -hmm. So what what comes to mind? Let's see. I uh, I have a, a a shiny shirt on that's unbuttoned all the way down to my belly, <laughs> and a lot of gold chains, and she's like a blonde. Uh, floozy. Is that the and, they're describing the stereotype? Well, I mean, you know. You guys, this is not what he's actually wearing. <laughs> just so you know. Okay, I'm so I'm 5'9". I weigh 130 pounds. Uh, he has great skin. I, well, gee, thanks. I, I have on a uh, purple t-shirt and black jeans. You know, so I'm not this your daddy with the big belly. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm uh, not your biker dude. I have sh very short cropped hair. And, like my uh, twin. Yeah, we're, we're twins today. I asked her if we could do it in the nude, but she wouldn't go for it. But of course, <laughs> I didn't want my head on suit uh, at all. You didn't ask until like right before yeah, we were recording. Right, well. I'm naked all the time. I know, I should have I should have worked on you for, beforehand. Well, for uh, talk. Before we just need you. a full studio. We'll I do see. a follow-up in <laughs> right. studio nude. Fly me out to L.A. Oh, gosh, I'm working <laughs> on it. get the budget. Get, I'm trying to get a budget for it. I want to make a show. I have some ideas. We'll talk after. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that sounds really amazing. Have you dated other people in the time that you've been in the relationship with her outside no. of the group thing? Okay. No, we've gone to some. I had a, a, a um, threesome mm -hmm. with an old friend of mine who mm -hmm. who uh, has been into that sort of thing for for many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we went to a um, party thing yeah. in Brooklyn one time called Spam Spam Party. You know, it's kind of a monthly thing. It was. They've changed it. it. It used to be male and female or whatever, some sort of thing that I could get in with, you know. Mm -hmm. But now it's it's turned into uh, all women and trans in a, uh, a fetish uh, scene. Well, they had that party too, but they got rid of the other party. Got it. Okay. You know, which kind of... Now, when you come down to this stuff, see, I don't like to get things too categorized. And I can see, you know, like, okay, what are you into? It's like, well, you know... I mean, I can do a lot of this shit, you know? Yeah, but what do you want Top to do? or bottom. Or, want well, I want it. I, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't want it to be a short story. This is what it is. I like the novel where it's this thing and then it shifts into that thing. That is what and then I miss it moves off from that thing master. into this other thing. I used to have seven hour sessions with him and mm -hmm. it wasn't like we were, it's not like he was beating me all the time, mm -hmm. sticking needles. It wasn't like all about the BDSM, but what I loved about him being my master is it was just this secure, storytelling that would shift from like touching me this way to I worship him this way and we change locations and then he switches again and then he's fucking me this other way and then we move locations again and, and it's just such a experience right and it's always changing and it's not about trying to check a certain number of boxes or trying to achieve a certain thing it's just about having a person what I loved about him is we had such a connection we would pay such close attention to each other in the moment we would just arouse each other so much and then like explore and celebrate that together and we were both wanting to do it for a long time. And okay, I've never had that. But, but uh, are you remaining, do, do, are you shifting sides, shifting roles? Me? Mm. Well, it depends This is on, what, more what I'm talking about, where, where things will go, okay, now she's in, in charge. It's, not, and it's all subtly happens. Way. Because I, I understand, subtle, like you said. I understand how, what the, the, you know, from listening to your podcast, mm -hmm. actually, and people in the past, men talked about how talking about safety. Yeah, and, we, and we I had think really it's all the reason why this there's the attraction of this is you know not only is it dramatic, yes. it's also has certain ground rules yes. and safety things, yep. and without the abstraction of you don't really know what's going on because you you've set it down yep. 
in the beginning and say, okay, this is this, this, and this, and this, and no surprises. Mm. Or no surprises beyond you, something. You have a frame and mm -hmm. anything can happen inside that frame. So I don't waste any energy but, worrying about surprises that are going to hurt me. Yeah. As opposed to a scene with somebody you don't know well that is freeform and you haven't right. discussed what that, exactly is that to I go on. That I have no desire to do. Yeah, exactly. Like ever again. And not even approaching it as a fetish scene. Just anything. You're I, going to fuck somebody. Yeah. The difference between meeting somebody and going somewhere in a room separate and fucking them and not knowing what's going to occur as opposed to setting ground rules and say, okay, we're going to play in this particular way. I set ground rules either way. Like right. in my new explorations, I had a recent experience where my ground rule was, first, I initiated the conversation. I was like, do you want to talk about what you want to do tonight? I'm feeling pretty open. Right. My safe words are red if I want to stop, mercy if I want to slow down. Let's play and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So even though that was like a pretty loose frame, mm -hmm. we had discussed kind of what we both liked, even though we weren't like, what should we do tonight and like making a detailed plan. And that was a person that I had only met a few hours prior. Right. And so those are the things that I feel heightened. But it for me, it's just a, such a different textured experience from like when I was in this like relationship that had these years of trust and care built into it and it was just cool because in that one like you asked earlier about switching roles and so it's like technically no because i was always in the collar and always the submissive but mm -hmm. like i would peg him or like i would be on top or right, i would right, say what i needed in that yeah, moment and yeah. so so it is a very kind of circular it, it's just power play and so it was this reciprocal thing that you know the sub is in control and i felt just deliciously it was like such mutual worship mm -hmm. and that's what i like and right. I, and so that's why i just like regardless of kinkiness and it's like i don't know that i need the beatings although some days i really like it you know like, right, right. and so it's less about that and it's more about just for me the the like deep level of connection and yeah. play and right. it sounds like you're kind of into well i don't know it sounds like you're into similar connection levels yeah well i'm you know it's i i okay uh, what goes on um basically oral and fucking. Mm -hmm. I'm not into anal. Okay. And I have fucked a couple of guys mm -hmm. and maybe a couple of women. Mm -hmm. uh, double penetration in one one particular thing, which was like, you know, being called into a threesome with oh. the next or, you know, Which one guy. were you? Oh, I was, uh, I was in her pussy. Okay. Did was... your balls touch? Because boys, I was um, talking to a dude about that and he's like, I don't know about being that close to another man. Yeah, they might have. I, I don't really remember. All I remember is it wasn't all that smoothly accomplished because, you know, he was not that young. Mm -hmm. And so he was not that firm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the concern was more that it was going to happen so that they could have this thing happen. Got it. Okay. So, uh, you know, whereas me, okay, I have a nice dick. Great. That I, gets hard. I love and knowing goes this. up in a little bit of a curve, that okay. kind of a thing. It curves so, upwards. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm, I, I think it's really kind of attractive, and others have too. So yeah, that's, that's just to state that I love because that. they don't all look the same. And he's got uh, an attractive, slightly curved <laughs> cock, you guys. It's a good thing. Uh, cut, you know, because yeah. I'm, you know, from Ohio and yep, yep. back then. Yeah. So in this situation, you know, I was fucking her, and he was on the bottom. Okay. And, and, uh, Did you, know. you come? So, so Do I. Do you remember? I'm just curious, like, is that actually hot for you, or was it just like, that's an experience? Well, it was kind of a brief part of this whole kind yeah, of yeah, little yeah. evening yeah. thing where I was. Like a... I don't remember. It was, it was 20 years ago. Or totally. Something. Are your, are your <laughs> Can I just ask you specifics about your body or things? Yeah. Just, uh, are your balls very sensitive? Uh, I, I'm not into people fucking around with my balls too okay. much. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, when you're receiving oral sex from someone, 
do you have any favorite things or like any definitely don't do this is besides playing with balls? Um, hand and mouth mm -hmm. together is nice. Great. Yeah. No teeth, right? No teeth. Okay. I'm just checking in lately because I, I didn't, I accidentally said one time that people are not into teeth and I, but they could be, it's a thing for some people. Yeah, I guess so. I, um, you know, I never, it never really occurs to me. I've had felt teeth before. It didn't really freak yeah. me out, but mostly my, uh, partners have been good with their teeth. That's great. <laughs> do, you, do you have any current fantasies that are bubbling around in your head or anything that you used to fantasize about or just like kind of like favorite? Oh, well, I, I want to uh, I want to be a porn actor. I love that. Yeah. No, I would love to be in a uh, a woman written and directed yeah. uh, porn movie in some kind of role that I could uh, deal with. Awesome. And uh yeah, that that's that would be a kind of a primary fantasy because I do have this, um, you know, which I haven't talked about yet with this kind of exhibitionist side mm -hmm. with the going to places, but there's you know online world too. Yeah, like I've used cam. Yeah, jacked off on cam. It's pretty hot. Yeah. So and you, people like it. You yeah, know? they do. Yeah. Do, do you exchange photos and videos with your partners? Like, is that part of your interaction with no. them? No. Hmm. Yo, photos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, one yeah. of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, photos. We have people. we we exchange photos quite a bit. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. But I also make little jack off clips of my uh, myself and put on the web. Oh, that's. Good. And I let them, you know, escape. You know, if you put them on yeah. a particular site. And look, I have. No, this is kind of a you know maybe you've had a similar experience because you know in a certain sense you're kind of like me and you and you have the showbiz straight showbiz thing going on right right it's like as I can't well be too as naked. This, this other shit side totally. going on but me since I have this uh, you know secret uh, mm -hmm. other side where I you know I shoot videos of my <laughs> last one I made went into After Effects and made like three of me so jacking off fun. on the sides oh and changing colors and, and all this kind of Do stuff you... and put music on you know it lasts a minute yeah so I put these on a sex video site. Uh -huh. and, uh, and can you see your face or no? No, it's anonymous. You can see my you face. See my face. <gasps> oh, your yeah. face, I mean, <laughs> you can see my face. You can face. see my face. And, uh, and I have this other name that it goes by. And, uh, you know, this, this, um, so, you know, I, I'm, sometimes I pull them back. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to turn them off. No yeah. one can see them now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, of course. But that doesn't mean they're not out there because, I, because yeah. look, I have a lot of shit on YouTube as well. I feel like I, I wonder if I do. I haven't found any of it if I do, but I'm like, a lot of people have some clips of me. But this is, this is oh. the thing. I've done music things that I've made. Yeah. Songs, produced little movies on and put them on YouTube. I was in a band yeah. that got some kind of recognition, was on the local radio, so forth, da, 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 da. And a bunch of videos on YouTube of that. Yeah. You know, they have a hundred, so it's maybe one has a thousand. They've been there like, you know, years. Mm -hmm. The sex stuff mm -hmm. is like 40,000. Oh, of course. Hits. It, people are so. And funny. people steal it. Yeah, of course. And they put do. it other places. Yep. And, yep. you know, I'm just fucking old man, right? And it's like, well. Okay, well, just giving the people what they want. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like this is what you want to see. You want to see my dick. You want to see my cum shot. Here it is. <laughs> Do you? How does it feel to you, like inside to post it? Because I know, like, I love taking naked photos of myself and I post them. And I, it's 
I don't know. What am I figuring out? It, it's a self-love practice for me. And I like love showing them off. And mm. it's not for me about even being naked. It's just like, but I can be naked. I like mm. to be naked. And now it's a little bit funny because like, I'm going to go try to shoot some topless pictures here, but I'm still shy, even though it's legal. Like yeah. there's still some part of me that's like, ooh. Yeah, well, it's also getting chilly. I know it's getting. It's going to be warm on the day. It's going to be warm on Saturday. That's what I'm going to try for. I'm going to try tomorrow, see how cold I get, and then try Mm -hmm. again Saturday. Okay, are there any other like standout moments that you want to share? Delicious details. You know, old Times Square used to be fun. Movie theaters. Oh wow! You know, I used to like my male thing was movie theaters Mm -hmm. for many years, Mm. where you this is this. I like teasing stuff. You know, yes, I have this yes. attractive teasing cock is so that good. gets hard. Amazing. And Thank you know, uh, you know, in these in these um, theaters back in Times Square yeah. in the old days before Giuliani jacking off and they're watching and you know, and then they kind of move over and you know, it's, maybe they'll touch you. Da da da. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like I like doing stuff like that, and that could go on for a few hours. You know, I get high and go do these that things. You know. so I'm kind of oh, I'm also more uh, open to same sex stuff with marijuana. Oh, that makes so much sense to me. So it's come time for me to ask you if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice. What age would you pick, and what would it be? I think I would go back and hold little Stevie's hand after the apple orchard yeah. situation and, uh, you know, get him through that and tell him it's going to be okay and uh, that he didn't do anything wrong and bad. And um, that's probably yeah. some sort of healing thing there. I mean, that would be what it, what it would be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, to, to instruct from this position. Do you have a sex question for me? Why did you take this kind of route to begin with in talking about sex? I believe that we can change the world if we change our sex lives. Mm-hmm. I believe that with more open communication about sex and a willingness to talk with future partners, mm-hmm. we can begin to shift away from the rape culture. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I will fix all the problems, mm-hmm. but I believe that going from the unspokenness that comes with the chasing dynamic that is of my parents' generation and before, times mm-hmm. are changing. Mm-hmm. As an open person, mm-hmm. I'm able to look around and be like, oh, I don't have to play hard to get. Mm-hmm. When the people are sex positive and like the lovers that I want to actually have, I could be like, hey, I'm interested in fucking you. Yeah, Can yeah. we talk about what that's going to be like? Right. That tension, and I've practiced it. I've been practicing it this yeah, month, yeah, and it's yeah, terrifying, and I'm so mm-hmm. awkward, mm-hmm. and it's great, mm-hmm. and it's going well. And so I truly believe that we can have more satisfying sex lives, which mm-hmm. I get so many messages from people that are unhappy in their sex oh, lives, yeah. and it breaks my heart yeah. because I think it causes so much pain and sadness in right. the world, and that fucking sucks because there's so much And there, a lot of people stuff. are locked in relationships They're locked where in they relationships. can't feel they can get change that. Yeah. yeah, and in many cases, if they want to stay with that person because of our cultural norms mm-hmm. and the ideas that we have around you know fidelity yeah stepping outside of a partnership mm-hmm. implies that you don't love that person mm-hmm. and i know from so i heard firsthand from so many people at this point like i love my partner mm-hmm. and we aren't having sex and it's killing me mm-hmm. and i want to change that and i don't want women to get raped i don't want anyone to get raped i have a uh, something to say to that point i think as far as changing the world through sex because i feel that <laughs> 
Well, I'm kind of anti-fascist. I'm very much anti-fascist. And uh, I see that the, the current <clears throat> situation is that politically, there's a big tide taking the country in a more fascist direction. Mm -hmm. But in this time, the religious thing is kind of on the, on the fade. And, uh, you know, we are at the same time being permitted to have marijuana, mm -hmm. to have same-sex marriage, mm -hmm. to have uh, a lot of these uh, cultural, uh, social, uh, personal things yeah. free. Now, what I think, as far as changing the world goes, is that we're going we're gonna to be able to screw the whole thing up from that point where they, they end up getting their fascist structure, whatever it is, but it'll rot out because we're not going to be able to, we're not going to, we're going, we're going to become sexually liberated, yeah, all of us, because they, they're not watching that right now. And we're going to, we're going to bond yes. all of us in that area and become more one yep. and, and, and let that, and, and patriarchy will eventually, will finally die, which yep. fascism is, you know, kind of the uh, star boy of. Yeah. I literally believe that we can change the world with sex. Right, let's hope. <laughs> Friends, Steve, thank you so much. Lovers, isn't he fucking amazing? Literally fucking amazing. Thank so, you so many much good for stories. Yes.